Hi guys, welcome back to the Nameless Packers pod. Today we will be recapping a Packers pretty exciting win against the Saints at Lambeau Field. Jordan Love's first time starting at Lambeau Field as the full-time starter. Yeah. First home game. We'll go around the north. We'll do Chef's Kiss. We'll do all our usual stuff. We do have a secret word today. I'm your host, Brady Augustine. Join us always with Aaron Knapp. Hello. Aaron, <laughs> how are you today? <laughs> Great. Great. I understand you might be a little sore, however. I am. I got back in the gym. We are off the IR, people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to take a trip to Green Bay and get some help those guys out. Cause... Yeah, possibly. I could also use just a cold plunge real quick before plunge. I go. But <laughs> yeah, feeling sore, feeling good. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad. Glad to hear you're feeling good because last, last week was kind of a downer for you. And yeah. uh, so I hope your pocketbook is better than last week, too. Honestly, I didn't place a single bet this weekend. Okay. So are you, you're in rehab. Is I'm what in you're rehab. <laughs> I took the week off. Took the week off. Took the week off. Yeah. It's always good to do. Get a little reset. Sure. Well, the Packers get a big win uh, on a missed field goal. Green Bay now, of course, we're working on a short week. Uh, but around the NFL, there's one thing that has been headlining like absolutely everything. And that's yeah. Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. Thought, like, lay it on me. What are your thoughts here? I need a woman's perspective on this whole thing. Well, I've reached out to multiple people uh, in the in the sports world and said if they're if they need a Swifty to bridge the gap for them, <laughs> uh, somebody who also loves football, I'm I volunteer as uh, tribute. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, there's a huge debate going on because Swifties, who are that's the name for people who are really big I knew, fans I knew of that. Taylor Swift, I actually knew right? That, yeah. Big Taylor Swift proud. fans. They think that she's more popular and well-known, way more so than Travis Kelsey. So uh -huh. they are worried that he is using her for oh, clout. Oh. He's a clout chaser. Ooh. Um, and on the opposite side, you've got people who are big into NFL who are like, you are batshit crazy. <laughs> There's no way that Taylor Swift is more popular than Travis Kelsey. They believe football is way more popular than she is and that his name is is way more established than hers. Mm. So they believe that she's using him. Uh -huh. And so and there's thus just... a conspiracy is born. Is that what I, cause this is new to me. You just yeah. roll with that. Cause I am yeah. so, that's so funny to me. Okay. So the conspiracy is in my book is that, you know, why does everybody hate Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift together? There's no reason for it. He's a very likable guy. So is his brother, Jason. He is, very good at his job. He's one of the best in the NFL to ever do it. He supports her and her career. He pursued her. Like, he mm. checks all the boxes. Okay. Here's my thought <laughs> is, <laughs> I think I don't like it because I don't like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not what I expected. I know, yeah. I know. Nobody's expecting this. I'm trying to get this some traction on this. Just from up in the boot, like seeing her? Yeah. Okay, go She's ahead. the clout chaser. Okay, uh, we're looking at the wrong person. You saw Taylor Swift say thank you to her, so she's throwing over complimenting to, well, to try to Well, listen, I have a problem with Donna Kelsey. I've had a problem with her since the Super Bowl last year. Remember when her boys went to the Super Bowl? Jason was on the Eagles, mm -hmm. Travis was on the Chiefs, and she was stealing the limelight from them. She uh, was interviewed by every single news outlet possible. Yes, I understand that she birthed, and raised these boys, yeah. but she's not out on the field putting she them hard work. Okay? She's not playing yeah. football. Maybe she spotted them when they were squatting. 
on leg day. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Get out of the limelight. She, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next Taylor Swift album, we found out that Donna Kelsey has always wanted to be famous. Mm-hmm. And I think it just rubs me wrong because as a Swifty, I want her to be in a very healthy relationship. I want her yeah. to be in a great relationship. I don't like the mom coming in being the third wheel. That's a problem right there. That's a problem. I've been asking myself all day today if I would feel the same if Taylor had shown up on Sunday and was not in the same booth with Donna Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Very different picture. I don't don't like it. I don't like it. See, they don't realize that you have this family counseling background that you have. Sure. <laughs> I'm a psychologist for families. Yes, yes. Uh, from the booth psychologist. That's our next podcast, I think, right there. Yeah. I'm just feeling very triggered right now. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's always like when Tony Romo had a girlfriend, when Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud, it was always like, she is screwing your football career. Like, you cannot play well and have a girlfriend. Not like everybody else who's married. Right. <laughs> but if you're a quarterback of the Packers in particular, you are not, you have to be celibate. Is yes. basically, you get that little tonsure, you get that little bald spot shaved into your head. Yes. Put a brown robe on and then you can play quarterback. Are you referring to when he dated Olivia Munn? <laughs> that was that was the <laughs> biggest one, but not the only, yeah, yeah. But not the only one. No, um, no. Yeah. And anybody who's 30 years old or over, remembers the Jessica Simpson curse of Tony Romo. Yes. Like, that was just yes. such a big deal. There's a little bit of that going on, but, I, you know, I think Travis Kelsey is very focused in his career. And, look, she's going to go out on tour in a few weeks, and so we're not going to be seeing them together as much. Mm. She's busy, and she's having fun, and she's having a good time, and, you know, there's really no reason why I or anybody else should be she, upset about this. But I've said my piece. But I've said my piece. I'm glad. Get the mom out of the picture and we'll be fine. Get the mom out of the picture. I mean, she was in perfect sniper rifle range right there every time they showed her. (laughs) That's the kind of NFL we want right there. Well, get her out of the commercials too. I'm sorry. I don't need Mama Kelsey selling me chunky soup. All right? (laughs) I just don't. There's been a big, like, did you see, and somebody even commented on it. Uh, They did it on Good Morning Football, a whole a whole spoof on how they are showing too many family members in the stands. And that yeah. included Jordan Love that time. Because oh, the no, whole thing about his, like, mom. Yeah, his mom is cool. I actually she had was, that on my list that you? week. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that was fun to watch. But both, I don't know if the other one was his sister or whoever was next or they were both just seemed to have a good time. But but yeah, they were they were playing up the whole too many, too many shots of the family members, moms and dads and stuff. So yeah, I just need Donna Kelsey to go away. Okay. And then the NFL will be. And then we'll be fine with this whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. <laughs> the conspiracy, <laughs> the dust settles on another conspiracy in the NFL. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory myself, but it has to do with these freaking refs. What? <laughs> Man, there were some just, I went back and we were pissing and moaning about play calls through this whole thing. And you mentioned, I think, offense had nine of the 11 penalties we had. It's just too yes. much. Too many. At some point, though, I said if I ever wrote another novel, it would be about how the refs are being... They're dancing on the strings of like Vegas or something. So sure. As a fan, I always every time a call is made, I assume it's wrong if it's against us. So, but the first five of those were absolutely correct too. By the way, we had 
ton of them into the we're six minutes into the first quarter or second quarter and we already had five penalties yeah it's just too much one of the things we just need to clean up here soon so. yeah i think we had seven by the first at the end of the first half and it's two bonkers. to start the game i mean it's and this is the second game in a row that we started the game with an offensive penalty and the line in particular yes but we'll get to that when we talk about the, the detroit lions okay nfc north though mm-hmm you know, this, of course, this matchup is, gets really hot right now. Thursday night game, short week, both teams won. This is a head-to-head matchup that's going to mean something division rivals. That's pretty fun. Yeah. And yet, we also have the other side of things. There are only two happy teams in the NFC North right yes. now. And I think last week you said something about it was imploding in Chicago. And I just wanted to ask, now is there like a mushroom cloud over the city? Like, is it gone nuclear at this point? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of uh, Barstool. That's uh-huh. no surprise here, no secret. Follow Big Cat, and uh, they just moved to Chicago. So everybody's, uh-huh. you know, everybody's jumping on that bandwagon. But Big Cat's a big Chicago guy, big Bears fan, and uh, he may, I mean, allegedly, he may have Googled by halftime whether an NFL team could forfeit a game at halftime. <laughs> He's like looking it up online. Yes. Is this an option for the Bears right now? He's already really excited for the draft next mm-hmm. year. Yeah, yeah. he's probably getting into the tape and all oh, that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Switch over to college football. At, at this point, he's thinking maybe first and second round picks, you know? Yeah, like it might be at this point. Yep. You don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. They might be trading Justin Fields here before too oh, long. Oh, gosh. That'll just break <laughs> his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so the Bears still in that spiral, you know, yes. looking, and you could tell, I mean, to me, it was very forced, like, an attempt to try to bring things back to some form of normality. And you saw, you know, Fields hug Getsy, which I did want to comment on because it's one of the Brady bro laws that if you hug a guy, your belt buckles have to be two feet apart. Sure. Right? <laughs> so you see him doing it. It's the most awkward thing in the world because they're both, like, hipping out of it. Yes. But it was it was a good bro hug. It was a good bro hug. It okay. was a little bit forced, though, and uh, it certainly didn't help him play um, no. just to get absolutely destroyed. But I'll let you comment on this because for me, as a die-hard, a die-never Packer fan, it's not even fun anymore. Like, it's not even fun to make fun of the Bears. To anymore. kick them while they're down? <laughs> it's not? Normally, I would just, I'd be putting my steel-toed boots on right now. Right. But it's so bad that I'm like... Man, that entire city has got to be struggling right now. Like, yes. even pizza must not taste good there anymore. Look, I got to put you on pardon my take, I guess, because <laughs> the thing is, is that they'll just cry and moan and bitch and complain. But before the segment's over, they're back in it. Like, I don't, they, they somehow <laughs> convince themselves, they talk their way back into believing that Justin Fields is the guy. And. Wow. I think that's what makes it so much fun to watch them every week because somebody out there, you got to understand, somebody out there still has hope in <laughs> Justin Fields. Somewhere. Someone somewhere still Among has the hope and thinks that this Bears team can turn it around. There's a lot of football left to play, that's for sure. There is. Uh, but to me, you know, it was just like this was the week that they were just trying so hard to get something done. But, yeah, it did, didn't work so far. We'll no. see. But... Uh, but anyway, Vikings also 0-3 right now. So yes. kind of a surprise there. You know, a playoff team last year, they were kind of, you know, goaded a little bit as like the worst 13-win team or 11, whatever they had in the playoffs, and they exited early. I think you have some potential trade rumors that you... With... I've, I've heard I've heard some things. All right. There are some sources out there, some credible sources, mm-hmm. not just, you know, 
just guys who sit around and just drink beer and watch football. Like me? All the time. There's some credible news outlets out there who are talking this week about some possible Kirk Cousins trade rumors to the Jets. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know, you know, what's, you know, is it fake news? It could be fake news. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? If I was a Vikings fan or a member of, of the brass in that organization, I'd be all over that. A desperate team with a really good defense that just lost their Hall of Fame quarterback. The problem, I think, is they're already kind of in now. They only owe us a second rounder, so they'll still have that first. How much are they willing to give up? But I would be all over that. You know, and then the the idea being, you know, yes, you're going to have to rebuild after that. And obviously, if you trade with the Jets, you'll end up with two first rounders. You can then parlay that maybe into the quarterback of the future, which is going to be an inexpensive first round draft choice. You can have it for five years, fifth year option and, and do kind of what the Packers did. But I'm a Packer fan, so maybe that's why that's kind of how we do things. But I would be all over something like that to try and make that work. Yeah. And we talked, though, before the show, Kirk Cousins, as much as I hate to say, has been playing really well. You said yeah. you said he's not the problem, pretty much. No, and O'Connell, he said this week that he's threatening to bench players. They're leading mm-hmm. the NFL in tur- turnovers right now, and he is talking about sitting out multiple players and just putting in, putting in guys who, you know, are hungry for it and want to make the plays. So it's not just Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I and that defense is is old and fairly tired, I think, at this point, and they've they've just lost the key pieces to the point where like even the Bears and Lions, it's like they I think they finally realized, listen, we gotta start kind of start over. You know, not as recently, but I think the Vikings are kind of in denial in that regard. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean that obviously sets up well for us. Packers have a, a big game to play against the Lions, but we also played a pretty solid, solidly crappy game for almost for three and a half quarters yeah. against the Saints and found a way to win. Hey, a dub's a dub as far as I'm concerned. Sure. But what are your feelings on this game? Ugh. <laughs> it just makes you cramp up a little bit. It kind of does. I mean, like you said, a win is a win. But my question is, if Carr hadn't gone out, would we have still won that game? Yeah, it's a good question. And you know I love Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. I was <laughs> I worried when he went in. The last time he played us, he dropped like 38 points on us. Yeah. Packers defense finally found a way to found themselves a little bit. But, yeah, the the quarterback situation there, and we had talked in the last podcast about Taysom Hill, too, who sparked a little bit for a while, and then we were able to shut him down, too. You can talk about mistakes. You can talk about the trick play that went awry early. But I know you, I think, in particular, looked into the penalties and were really focused on that. There's just too much of that going on. Yeah. I mean, seven offensive penalties within the first half. 11 total penalties for the game for 90 yards. 90 yards. Yeah. It's giving away a touchdown, yeah. at least a field goal. You know, it's, it's pretty sad. And some of it, certainly, there's been some shakeup on the offensive line. But Lafleur, just before we started recording, talked about how, listen – there are these sort of mental, just fundamental penalties. You know, the snap count, like for crying out loud. Yeah. You got to get the snap count right. That's the first job. And it's really, there's no, it's black and white. It's not, it's not entirely black and white. But as far as you're the one that knows the play, you know what it's supposed to be. And we're false starting, you know, it's that kind of stuff. I'm trying not to get on a soapbox because I did this morning on the live show. So I'm just going to say, I totally agree with you. That's too many. Yeah, it's too many. Too many. 
Do you have a chef's kiss? I mean, there was some stuff that went well in this game. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You want me to do my chef's kiss? Yeah, sure. Uh, my chef's kiss. Oh, wait. Do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yours is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm taking the populist route by saying Keyshawn Nixon in the jet sweep. Booyah! Loved it. We've been waiting for him to play offense. He's been begging to play offense. Matt LaFleur has been coy about it. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, you don't even see him trot on the field. They probably told the cameras to make sure and stay over here while Nixon gets on the field. Yeah. And I think it was a jet sweep. I, in my mind, I didn't get a chance to review that. But uh, one play, 11 yards, good enough for me. Beautiful. beautiful. All right. Good How about him. you? Yeah, it was great. Um, mine is the Saints missed uh, field goal, yes, which sealed our fate. Yes, in winning, it was a forty-six yard field goal that was wide right, right. yumper, <laughs> and it sealed the fate of probably much furniture. It, it almost sealed the fate of the chair I was sitting in because it's light enough that I can pick it up. Sure. So I carried it about ten yards across the the floor and slammed it. I I spiked it. This is why I love Carlson so much. We talked about this in the beginning of the season. That's I mean, right. it, some of these games will come down to field goals, and mm -hmm. if you can't make them, then we got a problem. So right, because your Carlson watch continues. Yeah, it does. A hundred percent. He's still yeah. my guy. <laughs> I, now I feel bad. Like, if he ever listened to our podcast, he would so hate me and love you. Well. Which is probably a general truth probably anyway. Probably anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. fine. All right. Okay, so uh, Packers Saints, you know, yes, we eke out a win. Uh, the, the thing that I look back on that game a little bit, you know, before we move into the Detroit Lions game too – you know, in terms of injuries are really hurting us. We that's there's nothing you can do about that. You got to right. play with the guys. It was kind of sad to see Val Carrington Valentine have to go out in this one too. He's back on the injury list. We went through that early. I don't know that we need to go through the whole list again. We know the situation is going to be pretty tough because the Packers have a short week. Yeah. Uh, whether David Bakhtiari goes, I'm pretty positive about Jair Alexander. I'm feeling like he might go, but we'll talk about that in a second, I guess. For a team that was very very off balance for most of this game. To come back in that game, I thought was was really special for yeah. you know for for Jordan Love's first start at Lambeau, and I saw in Jordan Love the thing. All right, I'm going to stop for a second because I I have my card okay that I took my notes on okay and this is just laughable okay, okay. <laughs> what I wrote this is probably for the halftime show I probably already also said it publicly is Jordan Love can't hit the deep ball doesn't know how not to take a sack and can't. Bring us back. I literally you wrote, wrote it half down at halftime. And, of course, we were all upset. But I was just flat out pissed at that point. Yeah. And so I have to say, Jordan, uh, I, I apologize for not believing because you really saw that 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 throw to, I think it was Dobbs in the end zone. Uh, yeah. You know, his run on the uh, – and, and the, the two-point conversion, his run, the touchdown. That – that was exciting to see. Yeah. And, you know, just the week before, it was like, well, in the fourth quarter, we waned. We gave away a double-digit lead in the fourth, and he wasn't able to do that. And I think I commented about that's the one thing I would have asked him. Yeah, I thought he played a great game. But the one thing I would have asked him is, you know, when we really need it and the chips are down, can you get us into field goal range? He wasn't able to then. I'm just really happy for him, you yeah. know, with the way that game could have gone and how important it is that, uh, that he was able to get a win. So, and I guess... Probably got some congratulations from Aaron Rodgers, too, over it. So He did. Well, yeah. and Aaron reached out to him and said, um, congratulations on maintaining the ownership yes. of the Bears. Yes, so yes. So that's good. That is good. That is good. That's funny that you say that because 
my thoughts on this game are that um, I thought Love was really what kind of got that spark going for them in the fourth quarter. He was. You know, his energy shifted in the fourth quarter, especially, I mean, he got the first touchdown. Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think you just really need a quarterback who is capable of doing that. When the the chips are down and you Mm -hmm. feel like you may not be able to pull this off, who's going to step into leadership and be able to kind of put that spark in in your players Mm -hmm. to to be like, hey, no, like we've – We've got plenty of time here. Mm-hmm. We can turn this around, but we got to believe in ourselves. Yeah. And it's tough to do at that point. Yeah. And yeah. so, it, you know, I'm not going to say that he carried the entire team on his back because he didn't. But in that moment, in that first mm-hmm. touchdown, he really <laughs> did. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just yeah. kind of like, screw it. It was all Jordan. <laughs> that was I'm all Jordan. Was, yeah. I'm running it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's a good point you make, too. And I would like to say, too, you know, he did it with his feet you know, he had that, like, eight-yard run that turned into 22. He just dances along the sideline, stays in, clearly stays in bounds. was kind of a spark. I And then, of course, the touchdown. And then also sort of that in-between play where the play broke down. You know, so yeah. now we're not – this is now no longer Matt LaFleur doing the work for him. Right. And he has to escape. He escapes to the green grass. He doesn't step into trouble. And then has to throw across his body. Can't plant. Can't – can't throw on platform, has to throw off platform, and makes an absolutely brilliant pass. So he kind of did even more. It was like a value add for me. It's like, yeah, yeah, he was the spark. And then also the way that he did it was really dang cool. So good stuff from him. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. And again, back to your point, I did want to say something else because it really sparked. I think you're really right onto something. This was Jordan Love who didn't have any of the other guys who are spark plugs. You don't have yeah. Aaron Jones. On the field, and he was the guy, you know, week one that was that spark plug and always kind of has been for us. We just don't use him enough. So yeah. he really did have to take it on his on, on his own. So good to see. I mean, that's growth, you know, and sure. that's the kind of stuff where you don't have to implode and have mushroom clouds over your city if your quarterback yeah. is playing that way. What do you think is going to happen when he gets his weapons back, Aaron? I think we're just going to be dominant. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Think it's a possibility? I, I think so. Yeah. Potentially. Let's take it up a notch then. What about against the Eagles, the 49ers, the Chiefs? We got to play the Chiefs in the middle of the season. Yeah, we're going to definitely need some weapons back for that if Uh we want to be in that game at all. Competitive. You know? Yeah. These guys who are out right now, Watson, Jones in particular, uh, you know, Alexander, if he gets back, I mean, these are guys who are just going to be game changers for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny how this season has gone thus far. You've you've had these individual teams that have lost like their superstar, like their num their superstars. Yeah, and then and then you got the Green Bay, who we've got a pretty long list, but they all seem to be pretty heavy hitters on a team that's really young. So so far, you know, and to kind of maybe close out the discussion of the Saints game, it does make me fairly proud of the team to overcome that kind of adversity that's not sure. easy especially like you said you don't we don't know how much it matters that Carr, you know wasn't able to finish the game and best of luck to him too yeah. wasn't a dirty hit or anything like that but he's got a sprained a- ac which is your acromioclavicular joint i've had two of these and they suck so um i hope Derek Carr can get back they're talking they're they're talking like he might even be able to play this week yeah but it is his throwing arm so but at any rate you know you 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 don't have to deal with the veteran quarterback at that point. 
Uh, but we are so young that I'm pretty proud of the way the team has handled everything so far. It's got to be really frustrating, though. So Yeah. All right. Well, uh, big one coming up soon. So we're recording on Tuesday today. Yeah. Packers play Thursday. Yes. And then it's wonderful because Sunday you can just kick back and relax and you don't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. So Detroit Lions coming to town. So mm -hmm. we get back-to-back -back home games. Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. What would be your read on this team taking injuries out of it, but after the way that we won? Again, it was, you know, the chef's kiss was the fact that they missed a field goal right. and we didn't have to do anything else uh, except kneel down victory formation. Uh, where do you think this team will be at in terms of their attitude? Are they riding high? Are they going to have struggle to get back to that emotional uh, uh, height or what? Gosh, they better be riding high mm -hmm. is all I got to say. Yeah. Because... This is going to be a really tough matchup. This is mm -hmm. going to be a tougher matchup than than last week. I think it'll be I think it'll be tougher than Atlanta. I mean, I really do. And so it's been a you know, I'm not going to say it's been an easy first three weeks because it really hasn't. But come on, mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk about the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, like look, the Lions are like maybe a step below that. They're, they're frisky, you know? They sure are, yeah. Uh, they've got weapons, too, and they're healthy. We, you and I talked about that earlier. They're healthy, and that's a big one. Yeah, Amon Ra had, like, almost 100 yards, and I heard he had a, was wearing a plate on his shoe, but he's not even on the injury list. So, yeah. you know, David Montgomery is there, but other than that, it's a, it's a pretty benign list for them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's going to be a tough test. The thing for me about Detroit, and I don't know about you, I watched week one, I missed week two, and then they come back uh, against Atlanta, and their defense is good. Like, I, I did not expect their defense to come around the way it has quite yet. I right. was waiting for it to take a little growth. How about yourself? Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect watching the game from last week with them. I knew there was a lot of buzz about Jared Goff and the fact that he had, like, he was approaching a record for no interceptions, which... Mm. Unfortunately, he broke yeah. um, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he got the one. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. so, Jordan was the whole – all the talk was Jordan, too. Every time I hear it, I'm like, he's going to throw a pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Dak, look what happened with, you know, yeah, yeah. Dak and the, and the Cowboys. It was a weird week last week for games. But for me, my focus was on the offense. I wasn't really focusing much on the defense. And then when I went back and I rewatched that game – against the Falcons last week, the Lions' defense, I mean, they had seven sacks. Seven sacks is a lot. Seven sacks. And it wasn't one guy with three, two no. guys, you know. Aiden Hutchinson was the only one with multiples, and he had two of the yep. seven. The rest of it, I mean, they've got weapons. Yeah, and I wish I had had a chance to watch that. And you can comment then if you did. Do you think it was to some extent schemed up the way that they were using guys? Because you look down a stat line like that and you got one, 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 just like everybody seems to have one. That to right. me a lot of times is like, man, they are using their guys in, in exactly the right way. They know what their skill sets are and they're just utilizing them really well. Knowing what we know from the Atlanta game that we played – with Robinson and Algier, you expect them to be a problem mm -hmm. because they were a problem for us. Mm -hmm. But they really weren't much of a problem for that defense. They got something figured out. They got something <laughs> figured out because they shut down the run with those guys. So a total of six points, right? And then they pick them off with the pass. I mean, Branch had a, fan, a phenomenal game. 
you go back in and you look at the the game book and it's just he's there. So, you know, we know that, that they've got a, a really good offense. And if they're able to stop the run, that again signals what is potentially just another struggle in our offensive run game. You know, if I'm hoping, and I, I did say I think that we do get Aaron Jones back this week, but who knows? And again, you talk about that adversity. I'm proud of them for what they were able to accomplish against the Saints, but it's a quick turnaround and nobody's going to be crying for any of that stuff. And that it could be another difficult situation for them if we can't run the ball again. Then now you got Jordan Love, and if you know, as you're saying, they're playing really good on the back end, which that's where the Lions like they had to offload Jeff Akuda, number three overall pick. That didn't work out. He was a bust. I think he got a job. I forget where, but but for their defensive backfield to play well, when you got a guy like Aiden Hutchinson up, who Matt Lafleur just before he came on said the guy's a game wrecker, which is yeah. exactly true. That can become a serious problem because they've already built so many good weapons. They got a good running game. They got a couple really good wide receivers. And Green Bay, I think, you know, what did we title the last podcast? We want Jonesy. You titled it, didn't you? Yeah, we want Jonesy. We want back. Jonesy back. Yeah. I feel even stronger about that this week. Yeah, yeah. Even um, stronger. Because if they if we can't get a run going against them, then then we're left with rookie just young mm-hmm. wide receivers and, and tight ends who love is going to have to be accurate. He's going to mm-hmm. have to be very accurate when you're dealing with the Lions defense and how many, how many sacks they got last week and, and just how much pass coverage they had. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be quick to get it out and just like, you know, just right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, you know, you might not have David Bakhtiari. You're not going to have Elton Jenkins. And then, you know, where am I putting Aiden Hutchinson if I'm a defensive coordinator? You know, it's a pretty obvious one there. And that's the blind side now, too. Yes. So I think we saw, and and I don't think we're saying anything bad about our rookies either. That's just the reality of it is, is, and especially, you know, Musgrave had a good game. But I think Matt LaFleur has a tough challenge to scheme this thing and and make it work. Uh, But... Yeah, this is going to be a tough challenge. I'm glad this one's at home. I'm glad mm-hmm. we get to take them first, take them on first at home. You know, it's obviously better coming off a win. I always a little bit concerned, like if I'm a betting person, mm-hmm. you know, if I watch a team have a very high emotion level win, I generally bet against them the next week. They're gonna, they're gonna. It's gonna. It's so hard to get back to that same emotional level. You usually have some kind of a letdown, and I think you said it. They can't afford to have a letdown. There is Not no this letdown no. this week. Short week doesn't matter. It's the same amount of days for the Lions as it is for us. So so hopefully we can get some guys back. That would be great. I've talked about that. I don't think we need to discuss that a huge amount unless you, there's anything you need to add in terms of like who you think might be other than Jonesy critical to a win. No. No? Okay. Because I, I think, you know, I am concerned about potentially not getting Jair Alexander back. Right. Uh, but again, you know, the, the defense, when they turned it on, and I think that... Um, Lucas, my guy, Lucas Van Ness, he was not in very much. I think they were holding him out. I think they had him on a snap count with his uh, elbow injury or whatever it was. Maybe not, but anyway, the defense seems to be turning a little bit of a corner, Savage playing a little better. Yeah. So hopefully we can handle and, and do what Joe Barry tries to do, and that's try to play the game between the 20s, uh, hold them to field goals, and then you're, you're betting on coverage and that you will get teams into a third and long. So we have to stop the run, too. We yes. talked about the run game offensively. That could be a problem. We're going to have to stop the run, too. And 
at times we're able to do it, but at times we're not. So I think that's going to be critical. Yeah, I mean, they do have uh, the running back in that they played a lot last week was Gibbs, Gibbs I believe. Yeah. He's a rookie, so they've got some young talent that they're yeah. given some experience to, too. So we can use that to our advantage. Yeah, hopefully. And, you know, if you can get Lucas Van Ness in and he starts to – there is a point at which I think they're going to use Lucas Van Ness because he played a lot inside at Iowa. Maybe we can start getting him in the – in the you know, at three technique, like – you know, just off the guard, something like that, uh, and bolster that run because you know Preston Smith is pretty good. Rashawn Gary is really good when he's not over aggressive. Yeah, I think we learned our lesson from the Falcons that you number one, you can't take bad, you you can't have a bad path to the quarterback. It's like making a bad angle on a tackle. Uh, I think we corrected that a little bit, and then you can't be over aggressive. So, so yeah, I mean Jared Goff, he's got a fantastic line. Like their line is really good, and they're really good at both run blocking and the pass. So it's going to be a tough challenge. We're going to have to get home or he can eat us alive without a doubt. Yeah. All right. I'll do the secret word. Do you want to talk Vegas after that? Yeah, of course. All right. We forgot to do a secret word last week, ladies and gentlemen. That is my bad because I am a dumb human being. Today, <laughs> we got a twofer secret word today. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't know what that means, we are putting together secret words with each podcast. At the end of the season, when the Packers win their next Super Bowl... The, we are going to give away some prizes, some yeah. gift cards. We've got a watch right here that we're going to give away, a Packers watch, maybe some T-shirts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all you have to do is know those secret words. So today's secret word is wide, wide right. right. <laughs> you didn't get to see the board. See, it's probably right I forgot. How could you? It was her secret word. You it get, had to be wide you right. You get two words this week to make words. up for last week. So wide yeah. right is going right. to be it. Yeah, wide right secret word. What's the line from Vegas? All right, Vegas is predicting. Uh, it's actually a close spread. I'm really surprised by this. Um, we've got Lions minus one and a half, Packers plus one and a half. Mm. Over under is 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. Did you last week? I thought it was. I said low scoring game. Did you pick? Oh, you didn't bet at all, so you didn't. I didn't pick bet it. at all. Because no. you said I thought you said you were thinking about it. It was like 40, it was low 40s, 42, something like that. Yeah, I was definitely thinking about it. And I don't even remember, what was this, what was the score? 17, 8 to 18? 18, yeah. Oh, our score, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. So what is that, 35? <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, it would have been a winner. Dang yeah. it! See? Well, I had my nose on it. You did, that's right. I don't know, I think I'm going to build a, me out a parlay this week. Uh-huh. I don't know what all I'm going to put in it yet, but okay. maybe some prop bets, all right. things like that. Okay, so nothing specific right now. Nothing Not give away your specific. Okay, no. Right. Well, prediction-wise, mm -hmm. this is a really tough one for me. It, it's so hard, and I think you said at the very first episode, it's hard when you just don't know who's going to be playing, right? Right. But I'll just kind of assume status quo, kind of a mediocre run game. I think what we're going to see is a much better, faster start out of, off of this offense as a whole, but probably leaning more on the pass game. If Jonesy comes back, it's a whole different story. So yeah. I don't know how to hedge my bet on that. But I think this offense starts faster than they did, even though it's a potentially tougher defense. New Orleans Saints defense, very veteran group, and a really that's a really good defense on every level. For my money, with Jordan Love... I might be pushing, kind of like if I was playing the Green Bay Packers, I might be pushing the safeties, but that's like third-level throws. So I think if Jordan Love gets off to a fast start and you see him pop one, like right out, you're like, whoa, one out right out of the gate. Like the flea flicker pass, we didn't complete it, but we pulled a, a PI off of it. Yeah. 
then I think good things can happen for the Packers. And I think we can get up into that 20-something range. And now your, your, your number is, is in my mind, and I'm trying to do my math at the same time. But um, at home, Lambeau Field, a little bit hampered. I think Love has a better day overall. I don't know that he goes clean in, in terms of interceptions again. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he gets one weapon back, gets two through the air, and either one on the ground or runs one in himself. That'd be, what, 21 there? Okay. I'm going to give the Packers 24 in this. Okay. And so now I got to think through how the Packers keep that Lions offense down. And that would be like running the ball to keep, you know, to keep the clock under control. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not convinced. If I Okay, I do think we get Ja back. I think we realistically do think we get Jair Alexander back. I think he's the difference. I'm going to go 24-21 pack in this one. They get – Okay. But – with a, a, a last-minute stand by the defense to stop that field goal that got missed from even happening this time. Okay. So here's hoping. And I'm going to take the under. And you're going to take the under. All right. <laughs> under yeah. 45 and a half. 45, okay, yeah. See, yeah. I couldn't remember what the number was. Is how fast it goes. But, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday night football. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Prime um, time, baby. Yes, yes. We didn't do Rookie of the Week yet. No. Did you have one? No. No? Okay. I See, this is where my card came in handy. I actually okay. wrote something up so that I knew what I needed to write down, and you can see how angry I was just by how I was writing. Yeah. Um, I got Dontavian Wicks in this okay. game, and, uh, you know, you saw some really great catches. Of course, Romeo Dobbs had the beautiful catch as well, but those guys had to step up if we were going to have any chance of winning this game because, again, the, the running game was very lackluster. Yeah. You know, you saw a little bit here and there from Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wilson and, and Dylan for that matter, but it wasn't going to win the game for us, that's for sure. So, yeah. I thought, I think these guys are coming on, and I'm looking to get more creative with the rookies now, but I just had to give Wicks one in this case. So, okay. You know, pretty good, pretty good job by the I rookie. might have one. Okay. Hold on, let me look. All right. In the meantime, this is good podcasting right here. That's right. Um, Dead air. That's a... No, 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 no. It's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. <laughs> That's a whole one about dead air. Though there's one where uh, Matt, uh, Dee and Dennis start a podcast and Frank is the producer and he stands there eating crackers. <laughs> the <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. And they end up playing with the laser on the, uh, on the podcasting equipment. It's pretty funny. That is awful. Um, yeah, I, I, gosh, I mean, I feel like I have to pick one. If you just want to talk about, you know, got a couple notes you want to share. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you wrote all these notes, so you might as well get something I mean, Carlson will forever and always be my rookie of the week, so we're just going to go with him again. Oh, there uh, you go. I Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're yep. just going to bounce back. He's going to be my pick like every yeah. other week. Yeah, hey, I went I to Van like. Ness, so. Did you see, um... Did you, who's Graham on the Saints? Was he one Jimmy of Jimmy Graham. Okay. Did you see him Lam, uh, Lambo leap? Lambo leap, and they were actually hitting him on the head. I, I, that was so fun. Because we brought him in to save us because we have so much trouble getting really good tight end play on this team. And he sucked. He <laughs> sucked. This was his first touchdown of the season for the Saints, back with the Saints. And he gets it at Lambo Field. And then yeah. somebody let him in. You need to hip check this guy. I know he's big, but get him out of the bowl, boys. Yeah. Either that or you snap off his helmet, you march it at the top of the Lambeau Field, and you throw it to the parking lot. 
<laughs> hey, thanks for bringing up such a bad memory. I'm sorry. I just thought it... <laughs> no, that... From he, an outsider perspective, that, it was really cute. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. It, it really was a, a, a matter of consternation for Green Bay Packer Nation, though. Really? Because, yes, it was. Because we brought him in. There was a lot of excitement, and then he did nothing. <laughs> what were your thoughts on when Justin Fields helped Jordan Love get tickets for his mom for that game? I think that's cool. I, you know, whatever they're doing outside of football, like it is a little, it was a little weird to me because it was the Bears, yeah. but they they were friends before yeah. and it, and then it was like, well, he's got to get, that was the whole storyline is his mom had such bad seats against the Chiefs when yeah. they had to start. And to me, it was like, well, that makes perfect sense. You know, if I've got a guy, yeah. I'm just going to call him. Sure. And so I didn't. How, how did you feel? Like, did it make you? Did it sound? It made weird me all or? weird, all, all all warm and tingly. All warm and tingly. It made me warm and tingly. That's. <laughs> I need to get a better competitive bone in my body, I guess, because I'm just like, ugh. Anytime two teams who are rivals they come together, I just it comes together. It's it's, it's a just, thing of beauty. We gotta talk so about sweet. it. Sweet. I love <laughs> we gotta it. Gotta talk about I it. I love it. Ah uh, yes. The warm, fuzzy NFL where <laughs> guys are bloodied and legs are flying off left and right. How do you think the field is going to do this week? Lambeau Field. It's on the, field, the hot seat mm, for me this week. Yeah. Aaron's putting Lambeau Field on the hot seat. Or are you putting the trainer who puts the cleats together? It was too wet. Too wet. The field was too wet. <laughs> and something was up with their cleats. <laughs> something was up. Something was up. There was a lot of fun. You know, Jordan Lum just about ripped his groin, I'm sure, on that splits he did out there. He's like a, he's like freaking Saturday Night Fever out there if he had the, the suit on and the whole thing. Yeah. Dangerous. And I saw Rashawn. Now, the one I that really did concern me is you see Rashawn Gary go down two times yeah. after coming off an ACL. Yeah. So, you know, they definitely, you know, seriously probably should take a look at that and make sure it's not something going on. Either, you know, either your cleats aren't, you know, your cleats aren't long enough. Yeah. Um. But we have had issues with guys catching their toes, too. So you're kind of on a little bit of a razor's edge with those cleats. You can only go so far. If the field is too soft, um, and I don't know what the weather is going to be like, we ought to have a weather check on this show. It'll <laughs> be fun. But, yeah, Rashawn Gary coming out there and a foot slides out on him. Yeah. That is incredibly dangerous for those awkward ACL injuries. So where you get, you know, we had the tur whole turf discussion, too, where you get a turf, shoe and a turf will lock you in sure. and can cause problems slipping out at the wrong same. time same thing yep yep so get your shit together lambo that's Fitch. right they're on notice my goodness <laughs> putting them on blast right You're, now so you know they call it the frozen tundra right yeah which it really isn't anymore but there was a time when they replaced all the just natural grass now with this i don't know super steroid ridden whatever it's like part real grass yeah like a hybrid yeah they took sections of lambo field put them in cake boxes and froze them and you could buy the frozen tundra. I literally have friends with <laughs> pieces of Lambo field in his freezer. You don't have any? I don't have any, no. That's no, surprising to me. I didn't buy any grass. Uh, I believe I was a hand-to-mouth college student at the sure. time. So <laughs> I was just trying to, yeah, make sure the ramen, I could heat up my ramen and the yeah. electricity wasn't off. When we make it really big and we're really, really rich off of this podcast, I'll buy you some. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're so sweet. Maybe for we like our 500th episode. <laughs> That's right, right. Episode 500. Yeah. Here comes the frozen tuck. We could probably find it out there, too. I'm sure we could. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of good memorabilia. Somebody's pissed off at the Packers at this point. Probably. They're going to get rid of it. Get rid of their Lambeau field. Or, or maybe, you know, their 
just their freezer went out. I don't know. <laughs> like, how does this work? Like, going what, out of business sale. <laughs> yeah, going out of business sale. Yeah, the local butcher shop, you know, we're closing down the fridges. Yeah. Gotta sell the Lambo, gotta sell the field. Man, I'm gonna go home right now mm-hmm. and Google You're gonna it. Be looking I'm gonna be You're looking gonna it up. She's a recent, in case they don't know, and we did not get an Ask Us Anything just yet. I had one promised to me. But last I checked, we didn't get it. Yeah. So let's remind everybody, if you guys want to know anything about me, football, anything about Aaron, you can ask us anything on this show because they probably know by now we're pretty much willing to talk about anything. We'll talk about anything. We'll talk about dogs, my daughter. Uh, but I might get a little verklempt. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So this is that kind of show, people. It yeah. just is. So let me ask you a question. Sure. Would you ever go outside and pull up your own grass, put it in a cake box, and then advertise it as the frozen tundra? This is oh, just hypothetical. This is just counterfeit tundra. <laughs> I love the way your mind works. Okay, the answer is yes. No, I don't know. That's a good one. That's a good one. The Better Business Bureau has already been flagged. Man, they have, yeah. Like, how do you... Okay, so so like in my background, provenance is a big thing. So it's like if I want to certify something genuine, I you have to prove to me where it came from. Sure. How, how do you, do you that? That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like, how the heck? He's like, there's clovers in this. Sure. I'm skeptical. Like, why is there alfalfa growing is on my bee? supposedly... Huh? <laughs> yeah, is that a bee? Yeah. Yeah. Is this real... I think we need like a full, if I still had the cheese, we would be writing a full satire article about how to test your Lambeau Field frozen tundra for authenticity. Sure. I might write a blog about it anyways. You might want to. Why not? We can always put it on the YouTube. They have blogs now on YouTube. Sure. That's cool. Like I didn't realize that. I'm going to do an investigation and I'll let you guys know next week. All right. Next week. What I find out. It's all coming. It's going to be a win against the Detroit Lions. It's going to be some new freaking information about how to you know everybody's going to be going to their freezers we've got everybody who has one of those right now i'm calling them up is, I'm, I'm making some is calls. worried yeah they're like geez i did see a clover on there <laughs> that's not right all right well that is a great way to end the show i think aaron unless you got anything else i mean this is an exciting week a short one we'll hopefully get this out drop this as soon as possible yep. really appreciate everybody joining in of course, looking for hopefully another big win. Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. NFC North stuff at home, Lambeau Field. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you again next time. Go Pack. Go Pack.